please check out this episode on Rumble. I know I've said that I would have these episodes available on YouTube. It's been too technically challenging, and I will likely be removed from YouTube anyway quickly. So please just check out this episode on Rumble. Welcome to After Hours with Dr. Sigalov, where he can share ideas and thoughts with you. He gets to the heart of the issue so that you can find the truth. The views and opinions expressed are his and do not represent the U.S. Army, DOD, nor the U.S. government. Dr. Sigalov was either off-duty or on approved leave, and Dr. Sigalov was not in uniform at the time of recording. Now, to Dr. Sigalov. All right. Thank you for joining us again on another episode. Today we have Stephen with us. And Stephen is currently in Korea, and he's experienced some difficulties in reference to uh, this COVID vaccine mandate. Now, first, I want to preface this with, I first want to preface this with, the opinions we express are not held by the DOD, the Department of Army, nor by the U.S. government. Nothing we say is what they feel. These are our own opinions and our own thoughts. All right, so Stephen, so go ahead and tell us a little about yourself. Hey, um, so uh, I'm Sergeant Steven. Uh, I'm currently stationed in Korea. I've been in the Army for uh, quite some time now. Um, I, th- I was born and raised in Venezuela. I moved to the United States uh, when I was 13 in 2007. I joined the military a year after graduating high school. I just coming from a country that was is communism country pretty much. I think the US actually has it on the list of one of the communist countries. Um, I think it was my duty and my appreciation to the country for receiving my family to serve. So um, I've had a great career, never had uh, any type of problems in my, in my career uh, until the August, famous August psych death memorandum about uh, taking the vaccine which at that point i uh i didn't refuse the vaccine i just said i and my counseling that i got i just stated i wanted to take the fda approved coronary vaccine and my station didn't have it my post so i was gonna wait for it and whenever it got here i would take it at that point they pretty much told me that i was refusing to take the vaccine Right, which is which is ridiculous. We've heard that so often that, oh, these people are refusing, they're refusing, you know, they're, they're troublemakers because they're refusing. Well, give me a legal order. Give me an order that is lawful that I can comply with, and then we'll talk about whether I refuse or, or comply. And and that is that is the biggest thing that most people don't understand is that this idea that comernity has been approved, maybe. I mean, it's it's hard to, when you actually read through the legal documents, hard to understand if it actually is approved or not. Uh, but it is, it's under EUA, or at least whatever, whatever Pfizer makes right now is under EUA, uh, emergency authorization use. And for them to order service members to take it, they first must have, you know, for them to order any service member to take anything that's under EUA, they must first have, um, a waiver from the president of the United States or they in writing. It has to be submitted by the Secretary of Defense to the President. Those are the only two people that are involved in this. And the President must sign a piece of paper saying, yes, I will waive um, consent laws. 
and then yes they can coerce soldiers to get it still not force and and, and i want to make that very clear i think i've um, done that, and you've done a very good job of using the word coerce instead of force. Force is when they nail you down and they hold you and they jam something into you. They haven't done that yet, and I pray they never do. But they put a lot of pressure on you, and that's that's unlawful, also, and it goes against the Geneva Convention. But tell me, kind of, what happened? So, you you didn't want to get it because you knew that this is EUA product and that it's not what you were ordered to get. And you know that this is not FDA approved. Yes. So um, first of all, like last year, I oh two years ago, I I think I've never done any type of reading involving vaccines. I've just been the kind of guy like, sure, they order it, I'll take it, whatever. Uh, my big issue came when um, April April timeframe. There was a big push for soldiers to get it, and I was like, fair enough, you know, um, protect or whatever. But I've always considered myself a in pretty good health. I play soccer ever since I remember walking. I never had a problem with running. I never had a problem working out. Um, and I, a lot of my PFTs has been 300, uh, humble brag. So <laughs> never had any problem with this. Um, in April timeframe, the, there was an, uh, I read those few articles of seven women that have passed due to blood cloth directly linked to the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. You said At seven women point, died because of the clots. Yes, and, and that was in the news, I'm pretty sure. Um, right. At, at, at that point, it kind of just like, you know, alerts go off. Like, wait, what's going on here? Because I, even though I do understand that COVID is, is, is awful and, 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 and it's a disease that we have no, we don't have much knowledge of, I also that's, understand the yeah, same that's... thing about the vaccine. We know a lot about treatment of it, but it's all been suppressed. But we can get into that a little bit more. I usually I've gone into that in a lot yes. of other episodes. That that is true. Um, I just felt I was like, wait, we don't know much about this disease, but we also don't know much about the vaccine, if any. Uh, but we did know what I what I knew by just simple research would tell you that a lot of the people that were dying uh, had comorbidities. A lot of people were obese. They had heart problems. They had asthma and, and all these other things that I never affected me in my life ever. So th this woman had died. And then I started doing deep dive research because I'm like, I know the army is going to make it mandatory at, at some point. Um, at that point, I didn't know the, that we were actually protected by the constitution. You know, I, I didn't understand UAE or any of these things, but I, in the upcoming months, I started looking into it, and I did a deep dive. And I'm like, wait, hold up. I'm good, pretty much. I think I'm good. I think I'm protected. And I was like, UAE, it's not, you know, FDA through. So, yeah, I was, I, was, I was fine all the way until – and I didn't get any caution, I should say. Like, there was a lot of people, higher-ups, that were like, you just take it. This is why it's so good and all these things. But they never – I guess I got never treated differently besides going to certain, certain meetings with certain people with like a certain group that were saying, no, you know, I, I guess that is being treated different, I should say. And I would say that the coercion is probably much more subtle than you've even noticed is if anyone has ever told you the army hasn't mandated it yet. And every time I saw a soldier yes. who is higher, higher level leadership when I was um, a physician in uh, Fort Wainwright, I'd always say, 
you know, whatever rank, sir, sergeant, sergeant major, command sergeant, whatever, I'd say is we shouldn't use that nomenclature because if we say not yet, that's implying that it will be mandated. And that is undue pressure that goes against the Nuremberg Code. Everyone who enters into an experiment needs to do it voluntarily. And so that, even... That's actually pretty good information. Yeah. So even just saying, because well, it's not I, mandatory yet. Just like the booster, it's not mandatory yet. That should not be used because that is undue pressure. Well, that, there was definitely a lot of that then. It was definitely a lot of, it's not mandatory yet. Might as well just go get it, beat the lines. That's something I've heard a lot. It's like, hey, they have it. Just go in the morning, beat the line. Um, and then, you know, you got to get it anyways. So that was a big thing. Um, but I just said, okay, I'll wait till then. Um, never got it. Waited when the Secretary of Defense memo came out. I read the whole thing back to bottom. And I just, I'm like, how, you know, I need to understand this. I need to understand this. I need to understand this. And pretty much just find out through uh, some pages that I follow on Instagram, through myself, to I was in the FDA website a whole bunch that legally I was okay. So I held my ground. We so what you're telling me is whole... your interpretation Sorry. of the law as you sh you are fully competent to, to do as a uh, enlisted leader, right? So you're a non-commissioned officer. It is your responsibility to, to interpret the law, not, not as a lawyer would, but enough to understand, is this legal or is this an unlawful order? And, and the Army has entrusted Correct. you with that responsibility because there are many Correct. positions. And well, you, you'll come into life and death situations where you need to interpret, is this a lawful order or is this an unlawful order? And you did that. That's part of your role, right? I mean, we, we give leadership responsibilities to people of your rank because we don't want another melee incident where unlawful orders were given and followed and there was a terrible disaster. And so you, you carried out that responsibility and you did that. Correct. Um, I think a week after the SEC memo random, the Secretary of Defense random came out, we were like, everybody's gonna have to go to the COVAC center. That's what they called it here. Um, and you know, it was per unit lined up. Whether you get in there or not, you're gonna lined up. You're gonna go through these doors and you're gonna say no. And you can, if you say yes, you're going to go there and get it. If you say no, you're going to come here, stay in the right side. Um, and in that line, there was a, a officer, a medical officer, passing out these little pamphlets, kind of explaining the vaccine or whatever. And and I still to this day have this pamphlet because that was, was my confirmation to I'm legally okay. Because when it says that um, Pfizer, COVID Pfizer vaccine and corminary were technically, were, it's just more interchangeable, technically interchangeable, something like that. But it had a uh, apostrophe on, on, on when it, after the finish of that. And in the bottom, it said, in very small letters, said, uh, even though this vaccine is, uh, the shots are interchangeable, they're legally, they're legally distant, legally different, pretty much. So even more to my favor, like, it says it right there. They're legally different. And he explains... Which is a very good I, catch on I'm your part. Always read the fine print, sir. <laughs> um, you know, he and he, he tried his hardest. He's like, you know, 
a medical doctor, like I, it's, it's the exact same thing. If if I squeeze a juice out of here, uh, orange out of here, and give you this juice, if I squeeze it out, it's literally the same thing. And I was like, great, you a doctor, I am not. But I, what I can do is read, sir. And legally, it's different. And at that point, he kicked me out of the line because I didn't even make it to like where we needed to go. He kicked me out of the line, and he had me grab one of my senior NCOs. Um, which at that point, my senior NCO came with me. And I said the same, exact same thing in front of him. And my senior NCO couldn't even say nothing because he, he, he knew I was right. I mean, he wanted me to get it. Um, he, didn't want me, he didn't want me to get in trouble or anything like that. He's a great guy. And, but I was like, listen, I, I get what you guys are saying. I'm not a doctor. I, cannot, I don't know how to microscope or I, I, cannot, I don't know what's in this side of this. But I know that this paper says that they're legally different. So EUA and FDA approved, fully approved culminary is legally different. And I just held on to that for as long as I could that day. That is a very, very wise argument to take because one of the things that's come up recently, uh, actually it's maybe been six months or more, is in, I think it was France. There was a man who died after he received one of these injections and his family was trying to get life insurance. And the life insurance would not pay. And they said, well, it's because you entered into this, this experimental new drug, which is uh, experimental new drug treatment, <clears throat> which was, you know, dangerous. And that's outside of the scope of what life insurance will pay for. And so the survivors of the family, so I think it's the wife, uh, took the insurance company to court. And the court said, yes, it is right that they did not pay. It's as if he committed suicide because he entered into this dangerous treatment. And so and life insurance don't pay when you commit suicide. This is similar to a suicide because he did it to himself and it was voluntary. Yes. So one of like, literally that legal aspect is what kept me from getting it because uh, I'm a non-commissioned officer. But all we do is, you know, we make, you gotta make sense out of things and you are hold responsible for your actions. Everyone in the military that's in a, some type of later position, whether it's very, very high or very small, you're wholly responsible to your tasks, to your job, because everyone has a job. And th these companies are liable from it. And that was my biggest red flag going into mandatory vaccine. I was like, so who holds maybe like the, the U.S. military or Pfizer if something ever happens to me? And I had plenty of people tell me, well, you know, the cases are so minimum, such a rare thing that you're gonna get and, and I'd be a reaction, but I'm like, but they're there. Like, it is so rare for me to die from a car crash, but I can't. Um, so I just kept holding on to that because I'm like, listen, you can tell me one in, a, one in a billion, but I could be that one. So if they're not whole, if they're not liable, if they're not hold, if they're not gonna be held responsible, and this is me from, keeping the same mindset from April when those women have passed away, those seven women from blood cloth, that their families can sue Johnson & Johnson. Um, yeah, that's what I, that's what kept me going. That's, I was like, this is not legally correct. And also part of your job, because you had mentioned that you're a helicopter mechanic. And so in the aviation world, it's always risk-benefit. That's what you do. You, you look at the risk, you assess the risk. Is the risk worth the benefit? And sometimes it is. And sometimes it's terribly dangerous things because we're in the military and we do things that are incredibly dangerous. But that risk is worth the benefit. 
and and we try to mitigate yes. all the risk. Now with this, if you looked at the risk and the benefit ratio, there was a lot of risk. But what was the benefit? Because dying of COVID, at least for service members, their risk of dying for COVID was 90, well, their, their risk of survival, let's put it that way, it's, I remember that number, was 99.986% survival rate for all service members. This was before they started yes. coercing soldiers to get, uh, service members to get the shot. Now, I, I believe that has gone up. I haven't recalculated that. But your risk of dying from COVID was insanely low. Yes, I remember actually looking at that sometime in August or July. In uh, people that had several months that had died for COVID, I think the the army side, there was only like seven. There was a very very small number, and I'm like DoD wide, it was about twenty or twenty nine. It was very very low. Yes, it was. It was a very yes. I specifically remember looking at those numbers uh, in late summer last year, and I'm like, no. There's the, the amount of people that have recovered from COVID. I mean, I have buddies that like have COVID and recover. Um, and I caught COVID myself and I recover. And I'm like, this is like, thankfully, I mean, luckily, thank God I'm okay. But the risk was not worth the, the, the juice was not worth the squeeze. I was like, I don't need to take this vaccine. Um, so when that happened, uh, I got counsel. I think the Fraggle 5 dropped sometime in, in September. Um, and it was this 14 page, 14 to 18 page, I don't specifically remember, paper on how to go about people that uh, don't want to take the COVID vaccine and all these things. And two things stand out to me in, in that Fraggle 5. And it was, they literally specified the UAE saying that you can take it voluntarily or the fully FDA approved from license. Um, so I highlighted, I remember when I got the council, I highlighted, I was like, look, it says it right there. What I'm talking about is literally right there. And the also thing that was that I highlighted that stand out for me was commanders should ensure, they, they have to go to the immunization offices and should ensure that their soldiers are receiving the fully FDA approved vaccine. Um, and do you know what that line I, means? Do you know why that was written in there? And I'm I not a lawyer, not know, but but my understanding of why that line is in there, that what that does is the Secretary of Defense put out this this order, right? And he said it's it's a lawful order, which he's accurate in saying it is a lawful order for him to tell the soldiers to take a an approved vaccine. That's all true. Or soldiers may so or means a completely new statement, new clause, different 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 thought. Or soldiers may volunteer to take this. Service members may volunteer to take it. So if coherency was available, then he could, you could be given a lawful order to take it. But the or in there means, but if if that's not available, then you can volunteer. And then he puts that, that directive of commanders must ensure that coherency, sure. that an approved FDA, um, yes product is available. And so what that means is any responsibility of service members getting orders to take something that's not FDA approved comes off of the original person the who wrote that and goes on to that commander. It goes to that commander. I, um, because that's actually a, a violation that all of these commanders have committed is they did not ensure that there was an FDA approved vaccine available. So all these commanders, whether they like the shot or not, whether they think it's great or it's terrible, they should all be 
pounding on the table saying, where is the approved, the FDA approved product to give to my soldiers? Because I will not give them something that's not FDA approved because that is legally different. I 100% agree. And that's one thing I did not see. Um, whether they did or not, completely uh, up to them. But from why, my my opinion, my eyes, um, I've went to that COVAX center a few times. I think I want to say more like five times. And I never saw a commander there ensuring that we're receiving fully FDA approved culinary. And that I was at the time that, the only one that was approved. Right. I can guarantee you that none of them did that because there is no commander that said, hey, I'm not letting any of my guys get something that's that's not FDA approved. I, I will have to agree to that statement. Because they would be in the news. They would be so so hated amongst the military that they the only avenue they would have is legal avenues and then also media to win in the public eye, which is why we're here today. Yeah. Because the public eye is the last place that they know nothing of what's going on. They don't understand that, yeah, the mandates have been removed from the civilian world, but they're still here for us. Even though it's yes, yeah. these shots are negative 300% efficacious, meaning you're more likely to get infected if you get these shots than if you didn't get the shots. That's what some studies have shown that I've looked up to, yes. Um. So, okay, th that happened. Uh, so August over, September comes around. The, the assistant secretary of defense, Terry something, I forgot, forgot her name. She drops a memorandum saying, pretty much states that EUE, Pfizer, COVID-19 vaccine, it is inexchangeable with coronary Pfizer vaccine. And it's right. she says the same thing. So I've done some research in this and she says they're interchangeable. And that is a yes. word, right? But there's a legal word, interchangeability. It's a medical legal word, and for something to have medical interchangeability, um, there's a process. And so it needs to be available in, in the Purple Book, which is a, a database that the FDA, um, they make, and they say, okay, well, this is equal to this. These, are, these have interchangeability. Well, there is no interchangeability. Um, there's no product that has interchangeability with comirnaty. And so that issue and... That particular doctor, if you want to call her that, uh, I think it's technically right. I don't want to spread a misinformation and say that, she, you know, she's a doctor when, yeah, she is a doctor. Anyhow, uh, she has just recently spilled the beans in some, I think it was Facebook forums or tweet forums or something like that, where she just. I, she was on Twitter. There yeah. was a, there was a service member uh, from another branch <laughs> pressing her yeah, about it. Guy. And she pretty guy. much. I've, I've seen um I talked to him she pretty much often. called him a she called him a troll and then um and, and only did she call him a service member a troll which I I found it ridiculous um she she blocked him but she just admitted in her tweet I think I have screenshots of it pretty much saying like yeah what the whole thing is a mess anyways right. September comes around that memo drops they trying to shove that to my throat, like, look, 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 we were right. Well, I do two things. One, I, I print out the, the part in the Constitution, uh, U.S. Code 10, Article 1107 Alpha, where it states that any EUA product has to be weighed in writing by the United, by the President of the United States. 
and I print out a screenshot from the FDA website where if you click on the code on the Pfizer vaccine that they said is approved, it doesn't have any interchangeability. So therefore, and I, and then I also print out, I actually did three things. I also print out uh, the FDA website where the, there's a, I don't know if they change it because there has been a lot of changes to the FDA because every time they get caught on something, I feel, I think like they backtrack and then try to fix it, quote unquote. Uh, and then there's an exchangeability thing where they have to be, you have to test for like 12 years, I believe. And I'm like, wait, there has, hasn't been a test for 12 years for these vaccines. Uh, so how are they inexchangeable? Uh, and the very last thing um, I remember doing, right, so inexchangeability, uh, constitution. Ah, I'm blanking out. So sorry, it's so long ago. Um, yeah, it, it, but anyways, I had those papers. And I was like, look, she said whatever, still not correct. If I remember the last thing I, I did, I'll, 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 I'll say it, but I can't, I cannot remember. For the guy that That's okay if you don't remember. That's okay. I don't want you to say something that, that may not be accurate. But I had enough. Like, I know I know the Constitution right. pretty much. It's like, I, I told I told my higher-ups, I'm like, listen, she could say but whatever. She's not the United I, States president. Right, and I believe... 101107 is, is, I don't think it's technically constitution. I think it's um, federal code. US, uh, code. US, federal yeah, US code, code which yeah. is fine. Um, but, but I'm glad you're thinking that way, right? Because you left a country because of problems like this. Your family 100%. left a country because of problems like this, where you don't have sovereignty over your own body. And there's a lot of misinformed people out there uh, who think that when you join the military, that you lose sovereignty over your body. No, you maintain your human rights. Always. I agree. I agree. Because um, it's a human right, I just think and that can't go away. I think there's a lot of people in the military, um, personal opinion, I think, that because we're so busy doing 100,000 things at a, at a time, they don't take the time to read and really like understand these things. Um, I think it was something like just dropped and everybody kind of said, sure, I take vaccines every year. Let me get this. Uh, right. And when you present them with a fax, there's been so much scrutiny that they kind of just tend to like, oh, no, you're wrong. Rather than like, wait, let me listen to it and let me do my own research. Because I have well, and, talked to a lot of higher up in the military and yeah. they agree. And the problem with and, and this is this is why I think so many doctors in particular, this is my opinion as to why so many doctors if they're for it and they've taken it and they've given it to their family and they've told their patients to take it for them to be able to honestly look at it and say, this could be incredibly dangerous. Then they would have to wrestle with the idea that they may have given a death sentence to themselves, their family, their patients. And it, it may not be a death sentence, but we don't know. And they were going on assumed knowledge that it was perfectly safe. And now we know it's not safe. And they said it was effective, which they don't know what they're talking about because they should be using the word efficacious. Effective has many different definitions, and one of them is easy to administer, right? You stick a needle in someone's arm, that's easy to do. That's effective, not efficacious. Efficacious means preventing infection. Let's skip to the part where, so there, there came a point where you needed to take some leave because you had some family things you wanted to go uh, take care of um, back in the States. And what happened then? Yes. Yeah, so um, before that, uh, I, I want to add, so before the leaf thing came up, 
I got like, the Gomar. I got the Gomar for quote unquote refusing to get the vaccine. Um, and at, at no point does my counseling say that I refuse. Did you put uh, in a I request for any sign. sort of accommodation, medical or religious at that point? No, because I would be lying and I had to kept my integrity. Um, That's fine. I don't think I had a medical portion. I don't, I don't think I had a medical um, reasoning at that point. And I definitely didn't have a religious reason, even though I do believe in God. Um, it, I don't go to church that often. So I, I felt if I would have, I, I knew some people that did, but if I would have went that route, I'll, I would just be lying to myself. But, and, and I, I want to kind of maybe change your thoughts on that a little bit. Is it that religious protection is what you believe and what you believe may not be held by most religious organizations, but if if it's also part of your sovereignty to to be able to decide what happens with your body, and so just like an an atheist could also stand on this because it's it's their deeply held belief, and Fair. you know what makes that, that religious? That, okay, that's a good point. That's um, good. I guess I was blind by the by me being correct about the vaccine not being fully FDA approved and legal to be mandated to a service member. Like I, I, I was sold it on and I'm like, I'm correct. This is the right avenue. I don't need to deviate to go the religious route and or uh, medical exemption. Uh, I was just like, you know, I, I'm, I am at, at the right. Even if people looking at me the wrong, I just felt like there's some people that knew I was right, but they don't want to say anything. Um, because I, they may be a scare of repercussions or their career, things like that. But I was like, you know what? I'm dead on the money. Um, and you're just, sorry, I don't, I, you need to have a lot of more evidence to change my mind. Um, that, so that was in October. Um, I got the Gomar. Uh, I was read, I was read the Gomar for refusing to get the vaccine. Um, at that point I was brought up to a higher NCO for some verbal counseling where with other NCOs to be there, I guess, as a witness or whatnot. And I was pretty much told, um, yeah, like, you know, didn't, didn't believe in my leading abilities or none of this because I'm causing trouble because I'm refusing to take this and I'll get all my information from Google and all these things. Even though I repeatedly stated that I, I got the info from the FDA website, I completely stated that I, I read the U.S. code and that we still have rights as, as service members. And uh, I tried to show this person my paperwork and nothing pretty much got told I'm a piece of crap and I need to read more and I need to follow general orders and I need to follow off orders and things that nature. You know, what's interesting about that is if any of these, because these guys are probably old enough to have been in the service back when Anthrax started, uh, so like in 2003 timeframe, and yes. there's there's a man who lives down the street, and he's actually Doe, he was one of the, the Doe, in Doe versus Rumsfeld, who won that case, who set precedents. That's a 2005 case, right? Uh, I believe it was, I thought it was 2003, but I may be mistaken. Six? Okay. But it was, it was when they were... Sorry. Pushing these, I could be wrong with my date, so you may be right. Um, but they were pushing anthrax, and the anthrax vaccine was—it wasn't FDA approved. And then that's when they came up with this idea. Okay, well after that, okay, so let's have EUA. And then those laws about EUA came out. And what's really interesting, 
and this has always kind of grind my gears once I discovered this, but I'm, I believe it was March 27th of 2020, the FDA granted what they call emergency. They, they declared an emergency. And once they declare an emergency, then they're able to grant EUA, emergency use authorization, so that you can have these new products or these new tests or these new medications or um, whatever it is under this, this heading or this label that protects them, protects the manufacturer. And for them to be able to declare an emergency, there's four different things that at least one of them has to be met. And one of them is not really a thing. It's, it's really the other three. One of them is just like use of, and it's not really well stated. And in the Frago 5, they, they put that enclosure in there and that, or they related to some DOD instructional. And that also has an enclosure that has those same three. And it's, it's missing that fourth one because the fourth one's not really a thing. Um, but the three reasons as to what can lead to an emergency declaration. One, and, and this is paraphrasing and, and kind of shortening down, but basically one, is there C-burning or chemical, biologic, nuclear, or uh, I can't remember the other ones, but radiologic. Uh, is there any sort of bio-warfare against U.S. citizens? And then another one would be, and I might not have the right order, another one would be <clears throat> some sort of nuclear, biologic, biochemical warfare used against U.S. citizens. So one, one of them was on U.S. soil, U.S. citizens on foreign soil, and then military. And they don't specify which one in particular it was, but they say, okay, now that we have an emergency, because there is this agent out there. What agent? The agent that's working like a biowarfare agent? So have we been under attack and at war with a foreign entity since March 27, 2020? Good point. I didn't look into that one, but that's that's a very good point. Sorry, I don't mean to have that tangent there, but I think it's important that people look into no. these. And these laws are written this way for a reason. And when they they pass, like emergency, well, let's look at w what can cause an emergency. And then when we figure out what can cause an emergency, okay, so where's the biowarfare agent? And that's not saying that it's intentionally released. That's saying that it's out there. Okay, so yeah. so you're trying to take the leave. You got the GOMAR. They gave you this counseling, this kind of unofficial verbal counseling. Luckily, he he did invite some of your senior NCOs that to go with you that were more reasonable, much more reasonable minded, and not not like this one senior NCO. And then yes, okay. So then what happened after that? So um, the GOMA happens. I, the, my literature has been tracking that I'm going to take leave on February. Um, and it's a SOP here to put in your, your COVID vaccine numbers, dates, whatever you took. Because you have, when you come back from leave, you have to not only get a test before you get back to, the, to this country, South Korea, you have to, then you have to get on quarantine. At that point, you have to do 10 days of quarantine or 14. Um, so... It, it's more like a, nobody ever put this on paper, told me this, but it was like a hush-hush. Like, you live is not going to get approved if you don't have a vaccine, pretty much. Um, and it was like a known thing. Like, you know, they, they were going to send it up, but they were like, hey. This so official policy said one thing, but Boots on the Ground said, I'm gonna, like, people were basically insinuating, I'm going to sit on your leave form. It's not going to go through. It's not going to get approved. I'm going to recommend disapproval. I'm not, oh, yeah. to, make oh, you, it, it, to make you think that it's not going to be approved. And oh, yeah. they're 100%. not going to approve it. I, I, I knew that was happening. 
I knew that was happening. They they would find any literally any reason not to prove it. Um, whether it was work, and and we were we were really busy with with this mission that we were doing, that was taking forever. And uh, because of COVID, we had a lot of COVID. Um, and that that was also a thing. They were using, like there was a lot of people catching COVID, and there was people getting sick. There was people getting fever, going to hospitals, and then but most people, most soldiers were just in quarantine. They were fine after two days and whatever. So they were using the, the non-vaccinated people as in like, you see, you see these people getting caught. Like you, that's why you need to get uh, the vaccine. At the, but at the same time, I'm pointing out like, yeah, they're all vaccinated and they're all getting COVID. So like, why should I get it if I'm gonna catch it anyways? That was my rebuttal to to their like, oh, you see, this is what you need to get it because all these people are getting sick. Um, anywho, I knew I I needed to meet a date back home. I needed to be at home a certain day, and I knew they were gonna sit on that on that leave, and it wasn't going to happen. It, it wasn't going to happen if I didn't take the vaccine. So I went and took the quote unquote mandated vaccine, which they were all pointing out that it was going to be the Pfizer uh, COVID vaccine, which I knew wasn't legal, it was wasn't FDA approved, but I went ahead and did it. And I wrote it was important for you to go. That they give you. It was important for you to be with your family. Very, and so because of my family, because of your personal reasons of needing to go and understanding, like, I won't get this if I don't get it. So let me play ball with them and get it. Kind of what you were thinking. Yes. Yes. It was it was 100 percent that. Um, and I, I was having some family issues. Um, and uh, yeah, my mother had a knee problem. My dad. It was it was the winter. My dad's job was very slow. He had no help. I just I was in this very very sad moment where I'm like, wow, I can't believe the army's putting me in this corner. I felt like trap. I I legitimately felt trapped, and I was working hours. I mean, we were. Thankfully, everybody that I around me was really hard working, but we were working some some tough hours, weekends. Just we were just out there. So, I knew this wasn't gonna get approved. So I went ahead and took it. Um, I took it October twenty ninth, twenty seventh, one of those around there. It was a Thursday, I believe. Thursday or Wednesday. Um, I felt like absolute crap the very few next days afterwards. Uh, and I have a few friends just tell me, you know, tiny heart syndrome, you'll be fine, chuck it up, whatever. Which is fine. It's correct. That's a normal standard guy joking. Uh, that, if y'all, for those that don't know, yeah. that's, if you're not poking at your friends, then they're probably not your friends. That's just yes. Yeah. I, that's that's a rule in the military. If your friends are not making fun of you, they they don't trust you to make fun of you. That's what I've come to understand. So very close friends, and that Sunday I kept complaining, and one of my buddies was like, "Hey man, like we're joking with you, but like, if you really feel sick, you should go to the hospital." Um, so I took that. I was like, "Yeah, you know what? Like if I don't feel good by tomorrow morning, I'll go." Uh, Monday morning comes around, I feel, I still feel like crap, but my chest hurting and I'm out of breath. Just by putting my uniform on, I was out of breath, and I consider myself a pretty good shaped guy. So I go to the well, hospital. You had already mentioned that you get, you know, typically like three hundreds on PT tests, which, you know, yes, it's important to say that in point of reference, because as a physician, when I've had young guys, this is long before COVID, they would come in. Let's say someone like you would come in, is like I got chest pain. Okay, when was your last PT test? Okay, so two weeks ago. Okay, were you able to complete the run? Okay, you didn't have to stop in the middle and you did it in 12 minutes. Okay, so that's better than any stress test I could give you. It's not your heart. That's risk stratification, right? Or at least I can reasonably assume it's probably not your heart. But now you can't even like get dressed without becoming shortness of breath and feeling like there's something on your chest. Yeah, it was, it was, and that was my biggest indicator. Like, I need to go to hospital now because that, I've never felt that way. Um, and, you know, I run 
13, 14, uh, I might sell push-ups and sit-ups. Like, I, I just didn't get it. Anyways, I put on my dress. I'm literally short of breath. I get to the clinic, and uh, the, the the nurse puts, like, I don't know how to say it, but it, the thing with in the ears, and then they have this thing they put on your chest. Uh, and I'm breathing, and they immediately transfer me from the clinic to the hospital in their ambulance. So I'm like, well, hold up, something might be wrong here. Um, I go, I I get to the to the emergency room. They get me in a room. Um, doctors come check me out. They put this thing on my on, around my chest. Uh, a lot of tapes, a lot of things. Um, and they get a blood drawn, and they say, well, yeah, it doesn't look um doesn't look like you're having a heart attack right now. So that's good. Uh, so then after that, they kind of everybody kind of calms down, and I feel I'm like, okay, at least I'm not dying right at this moment. Uh, they leave, they do all these tests. Um, they come back with, the doctor tells me, he's like, how have you felt this weekend? And I was like, really shitty. Uh, there was a moment that I sneezed. I specifically remember on Saturday night, I had this big sneeze and I bent over my chest for about a minute, you know, 30 seconds to a minute and it just hurt. Um, and I mean, I'm, I'm, I was like, wow, I'm hurting from just sneezing. Um. So the doctors say that my heart, my cardiac enzymes, and again, I'm not a doctor. I don't even know what that is. Uh, I came with cardiac enzymes so high that he's like, the only, you know, people that I've seen with this heart attack is because they had a heart attack before. They had a mild heart attack. Wow. Um, that's, that's how high he says my cardiac enzyme is. At this point, I'm seeing medic after medic. Uh, they do an EKG. Um, so they take me into this tube. It looks like an MRI thing. And they shot me out this thing in my veins. I don't even know what it is. Again, I'm not a doctor. I don't. Yeah. There's a lot of movement going around me, but I don't know yeah, what's no. going on. And I don't expect um, you so to, I'm like to know. I'm freaking all the, out. Yeah. But they, it sounds like they did an um, MRI of your... Was, was it real fast or did it take like 45 minutes? 30 minutes? It took about two minutes. Okay, so it's probably a CT. Five. It was just like, uh, like a CT of your heart with contrast to look at, at your vessels and everything. Yeah, so they said that nothing was clogged, thankfully. Um, then he take, then they do a, a ultrasound. That exam one, one ultrasound. Thank you. Do an ultrasound, and he just he's not quite getting it. There was like three people that did the ultrasound on me, and you know they're kind of looking at each other like, eh. anyways. Um, he says I have like a little and in, in normal heartbeat or whatever, and it might be a little. Um, and the, the words that they're using are like, just annoying me. Like, tell me what's wrong, right? Like, right. Well, you might be a little inflammated heart. And like, you know, it's just a little offbeat or whatever. It's like, dude, give me a medical term. Um, anyways, I saw about six doctors and they kept taking blood from me. And they, they gave me an IV. They gave me two liters of IV. Um, and they, they're going, one of the doctors that talked to me was like, you know, they all trying to find out what, what I've changed from my diet, what I've done in the past week or whatever. And I'm like, listen, the only thing that I did different was take the vaccine uh, on Thursday, Wednesday, whatever, uh, four days ago. I specifically remember saying four days ago. And about four of them were like, well, we don't know, you know. But two of them, because I saw six doctors, two of them specifically said, oh, yeah, like you get in some every reaction from the vaccine. Um. And that's what is put on my on my on my papers on the doctors. And they had a, a talk within the, the I think the surgeon general that's in charge of the hospital because they don't have they didn't have a cardiac uh, a cardiologist 
in the hospital. I don't know if they didn't have it at the time or they just don't have one at all. But uh, it's, I believe most of the medical facilities there are fairly small. And so they may not, they may not employ a cardiologist on post. I, I don't know. Okay, I'm just speculating yeah. there. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's right. I think they didn't have one at all, but anywho, um, they go literally, I mean, I got there at nine in the morning, nine thirty in the morning and around seven at night, they transferred me to off post hospital, a local Korean hospital that had a cardiologist because they were not satisfied with my blood test. That's what I kept coming back. Um, they were just like, the numbers are not right. The numbers are not right. The numbers are not right. I never got the numbers. I don't know the numbers, but they, that's what they could tell. My levels were not, were just too high to have me sleep over there that night without a cardiologist. Um, so I get transferred to um, a hospital in the city off, off post, uh, about 40, 45 minutes, whatever. Um, they let me go the morning off. Um, said my, my, my levels, I came back to normal. And I kept checking with them every week for about a month. So the last week, uh, they ran all these tests and they're like, seemed to be back to normal. But I've never felt normal after that. But a month afterwards, they were like, yeah, you're good. So after that, December comes around. Um, I put in my leave with that one vaccine. Um, my Gomar comes back. And this is interesting. I'm, I need to look for my Gomar because my Gomar is, comes back being uh, destroyed. They, the Gomar went away pretty much. Um, they had, uh, I sent my rebuttal. My rebuttal pretty much states, hey, I literally, everything I was saying, I sent in a packet. This is unconstitutional. Uh, this is not uh, FDA approved. This is not legally correct whatever, whatever. I sent all these things in a packet. And then I was like, and just by the way, I took one and it still didn't work. And it still sent me to the hospital and all those things. Uh, so my Gomar gets, uh, Real gets quick, destroyed. Sorry. Um, you, you had yeah. COVID at one point. Was that before or after the vaccine? Vaccine shot. That was vaccine. before. Okay. That was before. That was way before. That was when I was in, in Fort Drum. So that was like a, a year ago before I even took the shot. Um, but yeah, I didn't even know I had it. Like it just, I had a fever one day and that was it. Um, and I think that's why I also was hesitant on the vaccine because I was like risk and reward, I already had it. And that's what I always say, like I'm a pretty fit guy because I remember every day I, I lived in the country in um, New York, very isolated from people. Uh, so I was able to thankfully go on runs and not be around a single soul. So I went on rolls, uh, I, I went on, on hikes and where I used to live, there was a lot of acreage and land. Um, and I was still working out. I just, I was told to stay away from people. I got dropped off food from my leadership and then I would go pick up my food and in, in my mailbox. And then I would say, so anywho, um, that's December. Someone comes around, I get the Gomar, uh, I think they destroyed. I sign a counseling saying, you know, the Gomar is destroyed. Uh, so and they didn't refile it my... after it was destroyed? No. 
Like it was accidentally no, destroyed, or it was removed and said, "No, we 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 got your rebuttal, and we think that your rebuttal is worth it, so we took your Gilmore away." That, okay. that they they, okay. they took my rebuttal. Okay. So after my rebuttal, they they send me, they give you a memorandum, pretty much saying like, "Gilmore was when Gilmore was picked to be destroyed," because you you have like I had a seven day window to send a rebuttal. Um, and everything I said was nothing out of the ordinary. It was just literally what I've been stating to my leadership. Um, it was nothing like, oh my God, this kid did, you know, this crazy thing. It was like, I just printed out FDA, literally from the FDA website. I printed out all these things. It wasn't interchangeable. Um, you need 12 years to even get interchangeability with, with medicine. I also printed out that it was like, wait, if there's a fully approved vaccine, why are we using emergency authorized product? Wouldn't the FDA? It's actually unlawful. It, it's actually unlawful if there was an approved one to still use the EUA. That would be unlawful because then we have yes. an approved ex, um, treatment, and it would be it would be unethical and it's unlawful to continue using the emergency use authorization product. That was the last thing that I could remember that I wanted to say. That was also a paper that I sent. That was like. If, if this is authorized, why are we still taking, and I, I printed out a picture that I've taken from the COVAX center um, the day before I sent my rebuttal. It was like, hey, by the way, they're still using emergency authorized product. This is not, you know, FDA approved culinary. Um, anyways, I sent a lengthy packet up, and my rebuttal won. I, my Gomer got removed, and then my flag got removed. Um, but I was flagged, by the way, uh, since early September, I think the first week of September, all the way until December. Which I don't believe that, this. well, you didn't have any pending um, uh, like medical or uh, religious exemption, so I think they, they were legally allowed to flag you, but if you had anything pending, they, they certainly could not flag you until that was resolved. Yes, that, that was that was understanding. That, that's from Fraggle 5, I believe. Um. Anyways, I was, I was flagged, but, but also something that kept coming to my head was, all right, if if I'm not vaccinated, I'm a quote-unquote uh, unsafe, right, to be around people, why am I still working with everybody else? I was never separated from the group. I, w I, was, I was still leading soldiers. I was doing one of the biggest missions my unit have seen, uh, worth millions and millions and millions of dollars. I was in charge of that. So, like... It, it just like it make it make sense why if it's this such a big deal why and then people were f dropping like flies with COVID that were all vaccinated so that was one of the the, the things that I that held me to keep my belief and stay firm to my decision of like this is in legal order and nothing around it makes sense well I think one of the reasons so much of this doesn't make sense is because this what we're experiencing is and this uh, this is for those that are that have religious beliefs they'll understand what i'm saying and um there's there's two different parts of the world right there's there's the physical world that you and i live in that we understand but there's also the the unseen realm that's around us and it has to do you know in in the spaces where where god and um good and bad and you know evil are and and for people to be able to understand really what's going on, I think you need to, to begin to look at that side. Because it looks like these are done to bring more chaos. And that's what 
I mean, who's the father of chaos? That would be Satan. So when we bring more chaos to earth, then we're, we're destroying more humans. We're, we're reducing that ability for, for humans uh, to be imagers. We lose that imager quality when we have less choice available. And so, um, and what that means is, you know, when, and, and again, this is a Christian belief, and I know you, you don't really subscribe to any religious, which is fine. You don't need to. No, I, I, I pray to God. I, I, and actually, it's funny you said you, said, you go on that route because it literally brought me closer to praying. I mean, I, I think I prayed every day and something yeah. that, I, that I'm not used to doing. I think I prayed like every week um, or so when I was, I was stressed. I, w- I was stressed out for sure. Um, definitely when I saw myself in a hospital al- alone in another country, I mean, thousands of miles away from my family. Um, with uh, Thankfully, there was, there was an officer that, that worked with me that was by my side and very, very great, great guy and supported me. And it's funny because he's all about the vaccine and, and his friends or whatever, but always held his officer uh, creed or I don't know, you guys don't have a creed, but his oath, I believe, like always okay. held that and like, never, never discriminated me. Um, never, I'm thankful for him, to yeah. say the least. Like yeah. he was there on my side and, and had my back, le- legitimate had my back. Um, and he didn't agree with my decision, but he was still there. He's like, you know, I have you back, man. And I was like, I appreciate that 100%. And we need more leadership like that. 100%. Yes. Yes, not not like some other senior NCOs that I've seen that were just they, they took it personal. And that was the weird thing that I, I avoid doing my job. I say like, none of this is personal. I mean, we have a mission to do. This is to the better of my mission. You know, the NCL Creed has, you know, my, my two main important possibilities are always gonna be uh, my mission and the world for my soldiers. And I take that very serious. But sometimes it, when you take it personal, you can deviate. A little bit, or, or you know, the NCO Creosa states. Uh, I would, I will always. Uh, wow, I'm blanking out because me talking so much. It's, okay. um, it's, it's, it's pretty late uh, your time, so it's, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll be fair. I'll be fair and impartial. Recommending both rewards and punishment, right? Yeah. And if you if you well, take something of, personal, that's the same idea of Lady Liberty. She's has a blindfold on and she has scales in her hand. Fair and impartial, and, and she's yep. she's weighing on those scales, whether it's good or bad. And she has a sword to, to dish out judgment. And one of my favorite pictures. Yeah. And that's actually, it's a very biblical principle. That is, you can't get more biblical than that because in Genesis, Adam and Eve, and this is what a lot of people don't understand. They're like, you know, a lot of people say, Oh, well, the Bible's very anti. No, it's not. If you understand it and how it's written and especially in the time frame, man and woman, stand naked before God. Equal. They're equal. There is no difference. There is nothing protecting them. They are exposed and completely vulnerable to God. And that's how it is supposed to be. And that's what how America is modeled. But it hasn't uh, yes. worked out that way. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, those, those are my two main beliefs. I, I think the NCO created and praying every day. Uh, and and not, don't take it personal. And that was the biggest switch that I saw with this whole, it, it was either, it was so tribal, right? Like you were either against it or for it, and there were so many people for it, but so very little people against it, that people took it personal. And I'm like, this is not personal. This is my belief on freedom. 
and my belief on 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 the law. Although I come up from a country that that's not respected, and I sign up for the army for that, for 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 the belief in law and order, for the belief of freedom and 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 happiness, and and that, that I can believe in whatever I want and I still respect my neighbor and and do no harm. So when so many people took my choice of legally being correct so personal it wasn't a, it wasn't an attack against anybody against any leadership um it was just like listen i can read black and white and and, and that, the u.s system that is the unseen the realm. school system that's the unseen realm that that it's that whisper in the ear it's you know, so so many people think, oh well, there's you know, is there maybe these conspiracy theories where all these these rich people get into a a big room and they say, all right, we're going to do this to humanity. I don't think it's like that. I think it's it's that unseen realm where something whispers in your ear, and that's the next step that you should do. And you're like, oh, that's a good idea. Let me let me do this, and you mean it for good. But what's the end product? Because it doesn't matter what you mean, what you want. It matters what you actually do. Because what you do is what you believe. And if you think that people can be discredited and removed from society because of their beliefs and what they want and the sovereignty they want to keep over the body, then then you're a tyrant. I agree. And the, I agree. America became America because we were tired of tyrants. And there had tyrants. never been any society that's lasted as long, any, any civilization that's lasted as long as America. And, and we need to remember that we don't have tyrants here. We all are naked before God or nature's God or the law, the one who gives us these human rights. I agree. I, I'm such a believer in the Constitution. What's right, what's wrong, what's right, and what's not. And it was like, hey, you know, and I, and I specifically stayed away from naming any conspiracy theories, any crazy people, Go in any other stretch of the avenue because my point would have been thrown out the window. Um, if I would have used any other example of like somebody doing this for whatever reason or somebody naming this, and I, I stay away from naming people because people have ideas. And, you know, uh, I was like, this is black and white, what I read, what I've been given, what I've researched, um, and this is not correct. I, I'm, I'm right. You guys are not. This is not legal. Uh, this is not lawful at, at any, you know, any point. And I just felt like, you know, just keep at it, keep at it, because I'm, I'm correct. And I, I, that was the hill I was willing to leave it all. I was like, oh, this is my hill. Taking it. If the army kicks me out, then they losing. They lose a great NCL. That's my mentality. If, if they chapter me, well, it's their loss. Because I'm here. I, I work my butt off to the very last day, and then. See you later, and then I'm sorry. I'm just you lost, not mine. And, and that's what's so unfortunate about this is the the military has put people in this this terrible position where, like for you, what we just talked about, like you, I don't want to get it. I'm not going to get it. I need to be home because I have things going on that I need to be at. Go ahead and give it to me, and then you have this terrible outcome where you yeah you have elevated yeah, yeah, yeah. cardiac enzymes, which is, I mean, in layman's term, that's a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. When, when he told me that, I, I believed it 100%. I was like, makes sense. I mean, I never felt as bad as that side of the night. And I think at that side of the night, I should have went to the hospital. But um, I don't know. I was just, yeah. I, I, I felt horrible. It was, it was bad. It was bad. I was, I was scared. Um, I should have went to the hospital, but ended up going Monday morning and 
luckily everything got I think if I would have kept going and kept going to the gym or whatever, it would have been worse for me. Could have been bad. Could have yeah, well, could have been real bad. So um is there anything that you wanna you really wanna highlight or, or focus on just bef- before we have to go? Um you know, uh it sucks that the military has put us in this in this position. Uh, I, I wish there was more middle ground and talk and understanding and, and just just like, hey, you guys are right. After it, you know, it's, it, just wait for it to be legal. Wait for it to be fully approved. And um, then some people are going to have to even go out of your way to get that waiver from the president. That I, 100%. I, I don't understand why. I, when I tell these people that, that it's still no waived, they're like, they look at me like, why? Are you, are you serious? Like, he mandated it. I was like, I, no, President Biden has never has. Like, and if he did verbally, he has to put it in writing, like it's stated. Um, no, I'm on I'm on a medical profile until later this year, and hopefully I'll be out before then. Um, if for some reason I have to extend to keep going, and you know, I'm in this position where I I can't extend actually, I I can't stay more because my medical profile will expire by the end of the year, and then they're gonna just we're gonna play this round two pretty much like hey take it again and whatever, and. There's no culminary still. There's no spybacks. That's the new one. Um, now, sadly, the military has put us in this position where it's either it's either our way or the highway, but their way is not legal. And I'm just I'm just gonna stick to my beliefs. Well, I commend you for doing that, and I want to encourage you, and and I want to tell you this, and everyone else who's listening, don't ever do anything that you don't want to do. Continue to stick by your convictions. And and again, I know you, you haven't been too religious in the past. Perhaps this is the opportunity because I think all things can be used for good for those that love the Lord. And through this entire terrible situation, if it brought you closer to, to God or whatever you consider God, then it is worth it because there is redemption Amen. in Jesus. Amen. I mean, I, I did. I, I, my mother, my mother prayed with me I, a lot. Every time I, every time I called her, and she would pray for me every day. And it, that, it's one of the things that got me through. I, I mean, I, I would sit here in my bed uh, and, and just pray every day because it was a stressful situation. I felt really sick. I, I felt like I was being abused. I felt like I was being done wrong. Um, to this moment, I probably feel that way too. Like I was just being done wrong. I, it, my body never felt the same ever since. Um, I don't think I'm ever going to, maybe later on, hopefully, but like till this point, I'm not a hundred percent up to my physical capabilities from, you know, later, later last summer or late last summer. Thank you for joining us today. Just a reminder for everyone out there, due to uniform of the day, the full armor of God. Let's all make courage more contagious than fear.